You're listening to the YCA Podcast. This is a podcast created for coaches by the coaches. The Young Coaches Association is proud to present exclusive content from coaches, young and old, all across the state of South Carolina. The YCA Podcast was created to provide a platform where coaches can share their own thoughts and insights to others with the hopes of building a brand and growing the profession. In more simple terms, these are ball coaches just sitting around talking ball. Thanks for listening to the YCA Podcast. We hope you enjoy. with our 35 and under academy interviews. Uh, remember, we're trying to get all of our inaugural class in kind of the summertime. Hope you guys have been listening. Today, we've got a special guy on. We've got a defensive coordinator, so we got the defensive side of the ball representing today. We've got Coach Price with us from West Ashley. Um, he knows his background better than I, so we're going to go ahead and let him rip, Coach. You go ahead and tell us that background, where you've been, where you coached, where you played the whole nine. Uh, first of all, I just want to uh, thanks for having me. I've been excited to get on. This is my first podcast, so I'm excited. And there you go. To hear me later on. Yeah. Uh, i excited to be on with y'all. Um, I definitely want to thank the uh, Coach South Carolina Coaches Association for this honor and, uh, and everybody that helps me help me get to here. Um, Background-wise, I'm from Beaufort, North Carolina, uh, spelled the same way as Beaufort. You know, living in South Carolina for uh, since 2013, I had to fight that battle, but Beaufort, North Carolina, um, played football there at East Carter High School under Donnie Kiefer, who is actually my current head coach at West Ashley, um, but played for him there. I uh, was blessed and had the opportunity to uh, play at Campbell University um, from 20, 2007 to 2011. I started up the program there. Um, and just like, you know, a lot of uh, young football players with aspirations in NFL, I knew probably wasn't going to happen. So I had to, you know, look, how can I stay a part of the game? Um, so as soon as I graduated in 2011, I was able to get uh, my first job at Triton to finish up the school year, uh, just in the weight room and helping out with track a little bit. And then the following actual full school year, I went to Harnett Central High School in Andrew, North Carolina, which is actually Triton's rival. Um, that was the first guess, football on field position um, under Coach Patrick Turner there. Uh, spent one year there and then I uh, was looking just to get into college or just kind of get away from the Campbell area because uh, Harnett Central and Harnett County is all in the same with Campbell. And I uh, was had the opportunity to uh, go to Rock Hill High School. Um, I didn't know anything about it. Uh, one of my teammates was a recruiting coordinator at Campbell, and he was in Rock Hill and talked to Coach Mo- Joe Montgomery at the time. And they were looking for a strength conditioning coach, a linebacker guy. Um, he said, I know the perfect guy. He called me up. He said, you want to go to Rock Hill? I said, where's that? He said, uh, near Charlotte. I was like, I like Charlotte. And uh, a few days later, had the interview and uh, had the job. Um, and so everything happened fast. And I spent seven years there, seven great years there, um, from Joe Montgomery then to Bubba Pittman uh, was my head coach for the six years, six of those years. Um, it really grew uh, there. Had a lot of different hats, strength conditioning uh, coordinator or conditioning coach. I was the head track and field coach. Um, then took on the special teams coordinator there. Um, so definitely just a lot of different things and also linebackers. Um, and then during the pandemic, uh, right, a little bit right before that, Coach Kiefer called and said he's taking the job at West Ashley and would I be interested in coming down? He actually tried to get me a couple years before then when he was at Green Sea Floyd. Um, and I knew what he was going to do. He's always turned around a program and been in the state championship contention in North Carolina. And uh, so I already knew he was going to win it there. It just wasn't the right time. Uh, but I always said, if he asked me again, 
I'm going to come back down and uh, go meet up with them. So it was just the right opportunity to move down to Charleston in 2020. And I've uh, been here as defense coordinator at West Ashley. A great past three years. Um, over 60% uh, winning percentage. Um, set the school record for wins this past school year. Um, so just definitely looking for some great things coming in. So Coach has got some background in some different states, guys, and some different schools, different levels of ball. And one thing, you know, just even not know it, like I, I didn't know Coach before the summer texting these guys and getting everything coordinated. Um, I kind of knew what style of coach he was and the level of organization and detail they put into their defense there at West Ashley. Uh, last year I was at Cane Bay, and they came over to our place and had an absolute dog fight. I mean, it was 7-0. They won on a pick six. So, I mean, the, he, he brings it, guys. Uh, coach Price brings it. So I've got a couple of off the script for you, Coach, while we're talking about your background. So currently you are coaching a position. You're, flo you're not floating right now, right, as far as in practice? I help out with the linebackers. I do have a linebackers, great young coach, Coach Major, um, but he's really learning position, so I'm helping him out. Um, but I, I do have the opportunity to float because he's able to take it over. Awesome, awesome. And as far as aspirations, I've been asking guys this. I didn't really start with this on the series, and I wish I would have, but um, is your goal to be a head coach, or what, what's kind of your ultimate goal? Uh, yes, sir. Definitely want to be a head coach. I uh, want to you know, sit in that seat, um, been on some interviews and had the opportunity just to put myself out there. Um, so looking forward to that day, but just obviously just focus on where I'm at right now. And when that time is ready, hopefully I'll be ready. Sure. Sure. Awesome. I kind of feel the same way myself. Um, and then also coach, how old are you right now? I'm 34. Cool. Cool. Oh, you're right on the, right on the line. I know, coach. Right there, yeah. <laughs> that's right that's right he's right on the line so he's in it don't matter at this point you know so let's go ahead guys into our first drive we got plenty of time so let's jump into our first drive so kind of going with the background uh we've been asking guys this a couple of your coaching mentors and i know i put coaching mentors but we've had some guys kind of put their life mentors as well so if there's anybody you want to add coach you can go ahead Yes, sir. Uh, just kind of breaking it, you know, as I've been you know, growing up and going through this thing called life, um, starting in high school, I had two mentors there uh, from the football or aside from the football was um, Carrie Sheehan. She was my English teacher, a great one of the favorite teachers at East Carter High School. And I was going to go to school for business and I was excited for that. And she asked me to, you know, do I want to take honors teacher cadet, have some time in my schedule, let's do it and change the course of my life. You know, after probably nine weeks, I was like, hey, I want to change my major. And that maybe, you know, going to the education realm and then obviously matched up with coaching. Um, with that, at the time, Coach Kiefer was there. He really instilled just the, the knowledge and the understanding and how to apply all the concepts to football. Um, he's just a, just a wealth of knowledge, always willing to share and just really help me understand not just defense, but offense and all the different positions and just understand that just that basic foundation started with him in high school. Um, then going to college, um, I'll say Art Link. He's uh, now the special teams coordinator at University of Delaware, but he was my defensive coordinator at Campbell University. And I will always go into every uh, practice, every meeting, just trying, not necessarily impress him, but just make sure you know, I'm ready, coach. Like, I know everything. I'm, I'm your right-hand man. You ask me a question. I know it just like you would, and I'll, I'll be able to conduct the meetings if you ask me to. Um, so I was always, again, just trying to make sure I knew everything on his level. Um, and him and another couple of coaches nicknamed me the professor 
just because I was always just that mentally sharp and knowing that I probably wanted to coach uh, when I got done playing football. And then um, my last two, as I got into coaching, my first head coach was Patrick Turner at Harnett Central High School um, and his his organization. Um, I was always organized, but definitely I got it, the football side of it, just seeing how he organizes practices and fundraising and everything like that. And then along with that, my defensive coordinator at the time was Bill Wyrick at Harnett Central and his way of communicating to the players and the scheme and everything and making sure everybody understood checking for understanding and application. So the, definitely those four people were, have been vital in my life, along with countless others, but definitely those four stand out. So something that stands out to me when Coach was kind of speaking on his mentors was um, nobody's perfect, right? So something he was kind of saying is he gained just a little bit of knowledge in different aspects from each person, you know? I mean, these people are great people, you know what I mean? And I'm not saying I know all of them. They're great people, of course, the coach is going to mention them. But one thing you can take from this, guys, is you don't have to learn everything from one person, right, especially in coaching. I mean, you you got to get out there. Uh, coach Bennett and Coach Gamble kind of said last week, go learn from somewhere other than your hometown or your staff or whatever it is. Just learn, right? You will learn things from everybody you're around. Sometimes they're good, sometimes they're bad. Um, Coach, we'll just go ahead into our next one, too. We still got some time uh, to kind of – I guess what we want to say is bridge the gap. I love that. I think Coach Cromer said it early on in the interview series, um, bridging the gap. So kind of this next question I want you to answer is, why is it important for older coaches to pour into younger coaches? Why do we want to bridge the gap? Uh, because the younger coaches, and I still you know, at times consider myself a young coach. I've uh, been doing it for – going in my 13th season. Uh, but definitely still want to be young. Um, we don't know it all. Uh, we want to act like we do. We want to reinvent the wheel. Um, but these these older coaches, more experienced, have been through it. Um, they may term, uh, have different terminology or different ways of explaining it, but they, they know it. Um, and they don't uh, shy away from you know, letting you know um, how to do it and the right way to do it, and maybe an easier way, a more efficient way to do it. Uh, so it's definitely important that um, they the, those older coaches give us that those insights I know a great time I was under uh, Coach Mike Biddix at uh, Rock Hill. He was my first defense coordinator there. And just his scheme and different things like that. And it was very successful um, in the front that we, a certain front that we were a three-man front. And then my first year, I was playing Wando. And I'm just on the bus on the way to the game and like the game plan. But I'm always thinking about, you know, what the adjustment can I have? And I just start writing down. I just call back to Coach Biddix's uh, tight man front. and Right in the second half, they were you know driving on us, and I didn't show anybody at the time. I just had it in my back pocket. I was like, "All right, guys, this is what we're gonna do. This is gonna be the game changer," and it worked out. And I called him the next day. It's like, Coach, thank you for instilling that. You know, we haven't used that in five years, but it just stuck out to me. Uh, so again, uh, definitely we have to listen because again, us young coaches don't know it all. Now, I think something you know, I always find something that sticks out in what these coaches are saying. I think Coach Price said it perfectly like you gotta like real has to recognize real like at some point when you're on a staff and you're a younger guy I, I do it now today I mean I'm kind of like coach I'm going on my 13th year um, I'm 29 I'll be 30 in two weeks and uh, I'm the defense coordinator blah 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 but he can tell you you've got to recognize when you've got a stud on your staff whether you're the coordinator you're the 
JV coach, you're the water boy, you're the head coach, whatever it is, you've got to recognize when you've got somebody with a wealth of knowledge and you've got to then listen, you know, and you've got to write that down. You've got to put it in your mental notes. You have to, you know. I mean, if coach at that time, it was Rock Hill, you said, is where you got that from, right, coach? Yeah, so if coach is up in Rock Hill and he's just like, bump these old guys, man, I, I, you know, I played in college, I got this, I'm not going to pay attention to this stuff. Well, then as he gains knowledge and gets in a leadership position, he maybe he doesn't make that adjustment and they lose that football game. You know what I mean? Uh, you you got to understand when you've got a stud on your staff, you know, that, that dude's who's got a wealth of knowledge, whether it's something you like to do or not. Right, coach? Exactly. Yeah, not everything you're going to agree with. Um, but, again, you may be able to use it down the road or recall back to it. Um, again, you never have to like it or agree with it right at the moment, but it could definitely help you and um, your future endeavors. Absolutely. And I think, uh, you know, this is kind of slight to the offensive guys. Uh, us defensive guys, man, we're more uh, fluid. You know, yes. we're more like a liquid, right? Like you might have played um, in a certain defense or started coaching a certain defense. Like I was in a 4-2 look for 10 years, and I thought, okay, when I'm a DC, that's all I'm going to do. And now I'm – trying to be as multiple as it gets, right? I mean, you know, Coach can attest to that, too. I've seen him in some different fronts. Like, it doesn't really matter what we're in. You've got to be multiple. You've got to be fluid, you know, because as soon as we just out like a solid, it's going to break, right? We can, we can always adapt. You know, Coach can definitely attest to that. So, guys, yeah. we'll go ahead. We'll take a quick break, and we'll come back to our meat and potatoes. Haven't said that one in a couple episodes. We'll get to that air it out segment. So we are back with our interview with Coach Price. He is the D.C. currently at West Ashley High School. We're jumping into our Air It Out segment here. Uh, just as a reminder, I've been doing this every episode because maybe this is one of the only episodes you're going to listen for Coach Price, listening to him drop some knowledge today, is this is our 35 and Under Academy. This is the first year the South Carolina Football Coaches Association has put this together. They've done a great job with it. They've selected 15 of the top assistants, coordinators, and head coaches in the state that are 35 or younger uh, currently, and we get the chance to interview each of them. And what will happen is at the end of July in the All Sports Clinic in Greenville, we'll have a day of professional development. Uh, Coach Willis and I will be there as well, kind of taking some notes and being a part of the class but not being cool enough to be picked, right? We're kind of the end of the line, you know, we're kind of the hanger-ons, so... We're listening, um, learning, and we'll have some big-time ADs, some big-time principals, some big-time head coaches to drop a lot of knowledge on us, anywhere from uh, modern recruiting, budgets, things like that. You know, we'll have a bunch of different sessions, and hopefully we'll kind of round up some of these guys after and have a little recap pod or roundtable or something. We'll definitely get them involved after the academy too. So our first question on this air it out is probably the biggest one, um, in my opinion, which is, Coach, what are you hoping to gain for yourself out of the 35 and under academy? Um, I love attending clinics and just, you know, getting a wealth of knowledge. And uh, for this one specifically, I always try to pick up at least one thing I can use, whether it's a drill or a way to teach a concept better, anything like that. Um, definitely look for affirmation. Maybe it's something I'm already doing right and everybody else is doing. So I look for those two things. But the main thing I'm looking to get is just networking. Um, you never know what that handshake, that conversation can do for you or do for somebody else. And just having that contact in your phone and sitting down with the, the young men and, and uh, older older men 
in that room is going to be just a holiday for me. And I'm really looking forward to it. Um, that's kind of my thing as I go to all these clinics. Um, when I was younger going to them, my eyes were just wide open. I didn't really know anybody just wandering by myself or if I was there with uh, other staff members. But now when I go to uh, all sports or maybe the AFCA, like different coaches, different vendors know me by name and I know them. And we can just sit down and then if somebody needs, you know, maybe some huddle film or somebody looking for a job or something, you know, I can contact them, they can contact me. And it's just that two-way street of communication and networking. Absolutely, Coach. I mean, networking and I, I like Coach already, man. I, I can tell we can vibe because his first thing was, you know, take one thing away. Um, kind of like you said, when you go to a clinic or maybe you listen to somebody, like, uh, for example, uh, Coach Willis and I went to the uh, little dorm and strength clinic the state put on this right. year. And uh, we had uh, the Duke, the head strength coach at Duke, kind of do the last session. And, man, he was a fireball all over the place. And I'll be honest with you, some of those guys were using some super fancy words. But um, from each session, right, you just hope to gain one thing. I tried to get one major thing that maybe we could implement in our, in our program um, down the line, right? So whether it's strength and conditioning or – clinic about defense or clinic about offense or even like that budgeting one. I, I keep talking about it, but I think that's a great thing that yeah, we're going to have. Yeah. Yeah, sure. man. I mean, they might use fancy words or concepts that might not work at Henny and High, but I'm definitely going to take one thing that we could implement and go back to my head coach and kind of tell him about that, you know, myself. So I love Coach's answer there. So this has kind of been our, our uh, buzzword uh, or our <laughs> kind of – raising some hairs question here. Um, we really want these guys to brag on themselves, and it's really been pretty hard. I think Coach Price is kind of going to be the same way. He's going to be hard-nosed about it. Um, if you could hang your hat on one thing at being the best as far as one aspect of coaching, what would it be? Um, probably a few. Before I got the, to Charleston and West Ashley, I probably would have said special teams. Uh, when we got here, we had a special teams coordinator, uh, Andrew George. He was from uh, Canada, and – they are, that's really a third of the game up there. He blew me away with his knowledge and I had no problem giving him all the special teams duties and he really did a job. So I would say uh, definitely my organization. Um, like I said, I got a lot of those skills from Coach Turner uh, my first year, but just always being organized and um, that can cancel out a lot of problems down the road because I love being proactive. Um, I will partner that with uh, being a great communicator. I'll make sure everybody's on the same page using multiple platforms of communication and, and understanding, make sure, again, everybody's on the same page to be proactive and and, not, and to avoid some of the problems uh, with that. Uh, so definitely uh, those two. Uh, I think communication is the most underrated, and I'm, I'm kind of racking my brain right here. I don't think anybody else has said communication, and I love that from Coach Price. He knows as a defensive coordinator and really a defensive guy, communication solves everything you know or communication miscommunication is the first breakdown and causes conflict really quick yes really sir quick. all the time like i said on the field off the field um in no personal life a professional life that's just not everybody's communicating properly or somebody misinterprets something like i said it, it can go off the rails um and then i actually have a third i thought about it yeah as we were speaking. um I would definitely say being uh, making adjustments in game. So that would be a good football one. Um, I'm always, you know, again, trying to be proactive. Okay, the scheme looks right, but 
what are they going to do? I'm always asking you know, our coaches on the headset, all right, we did good on that down of that series. What are they going to do to beat us? You know, what are, what are they about to come back with? What haven't they shown yet? Um, so I'm always looking forward to the adjustment. Uh, so I would definitely hang my hat on that as well. All right, Coach, you, uh, I'm throwing off the script here for special teams. You, you want to come get that thing or you want to try to get the return? Oh, no, we're coming to get it. Oh, yeah. We're coming to get it. Man, we're just high school uh, punting. Uh, they're either going to shank it, um, or if they do punt it well, then we'll have a chance to return it. But we're going to come and get it for sure. I love that. I love that. Um, I'm, I, I say this lightly. I know it's a huge deal. Uh, special teams are a part of the game. But thankfully, uh, I've got Coach Jacob Hostin with us, and he's kind of handling the special teams between him and Coach Turner. Uh, there at Hanahan, so I'm kind of glad to be hands off and just be kind of an assistant for a little bit during that time. But I will say, being in charge of a punt return team, I kind of found that out at Berkeley. Like, I've only ever been around one kid who could actually, at any time, any punt could take it to the house. Uh, DJ, who's at Middle Tennessee now, he's an absolute stud. But other than that, man, I'm like, guys, we're not going to return this thing anyway. Let's come get this thing. You know right. what I mean? I feel you right there, Coach. I had to ask that one, uh, you being kind of a special teams background. I'd love to come get it in high school, dude. I was always envious. Uh, Fort D did a great job of blocking some punts when we were at Berkeley, and I was always envious of them. I kind of got the idea from, like, dude, let's just bring it. Let's just bring it, man. What are they going to do? They're going to throw the fake? Like, come on, man. That wide receiver, that's a long snapper, you know. He's, uh, he's, he's nervous, you know. That's he right. Just, he's just mad about not catching the ball that last series. Yep. And uh, he's going to float that thing, you know, so go get it. That's right. And, I mean, come on now, that, that punter, like, let's be real, Coach. How much wow. does that – I mean, come on, he's kicking 20 balls a day. Right. Like, he ain't doing anything. He's going half butt on sprints and all the deal. He don't care. That's it. Uh, so, awesome, awesome, Coach. I love how he did three things. I'm a big rule of three guy. He had three examples. And uh, not to – kind of undervalue like communication guys can't say it enough um i told my kids my kids are still learning me at hanahan we've been with them since uh kind of right before spring and we try to hit a little culture every day before i start my actual you know positional meetings and kind of what coach said communication man i kind of straight up told him i said look guys people will die every day because of miscommunication um you know i'm not trying to be dark here but trying to get those guys to understand like Dude, if we if we communicate, we give full speed effort. We're going to do great things on defense. But as soon as we miscommunicate, it's going to go south. You know, on the field, off the field, in your personal life. If you can't communicate, one, you're probably not a good coach, right? Right. Yeah, I mean, you're not a good, honestly, you're not a good coach. You might have the pen wizard, like Coach McDaniel likes to put out there. You might be the ultimate pen wizard, but if you can't communicate that, it doesn't work. I mean, let's just talk about coach here, like. He said he's great at adjusting in the game, right? Well, if he can't communicate that to his kids or his assistants, the adjustment's going to suck or there's not right. going to be adjustment. Um, can't say enough, man. I love Coach's answer with communicating. Uh, Coach, we're we're rolling, brother. We don't have Coach Willis on here rambling. Um, <laughs> you know, we got those offensive guys off. Coach Willis, by the way, guys, he's got like he, – he wanted to get on, but honestly I just told him like, hey, I'll take care of this. Um, he's got like 30 million vacations, so he's making that good money now as an OC. So we're letting him uh, get me back on so I could be the second guy, second returnee like Coach Gamble. Yeah. See how off script uh, Coach Willis can get us. That's right. I mean, he comes up with some good ones. I will 
always say he is way better at me than that. I'm I'm definitely like we're doing this, 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 just straight down the line. So, Coach Willis does bring it. Two minute drill. I definitely get that two minute drill. Yeah, yeah, and you know we kind of slided you guys like we didn't give you a two minute. Um, that's for the full episodes. You know we want people to come back and listen. You know we can't do it all in one episode, right, Coach? That's it. You're right. And, you know, since Coach is kind of – he's he's low country right now anyway, um, we need to get some guys face-to-face. So, you know, it's definitely better audio quality. It's a little bit more um, – you guys can probably tell the difference when we have some people face-to-face roundtable style. So we'll definitely have to hook that up at some time too, Coach. Sounds good. Uh, so let's go ahead. We got plenty of time, man. We're going to jump into overtime here. So if you don't know – we kind of throw overtime at our guests and kind of give them maybe a couple questions or even topics they, they want to speak on. Um, Coach, I think he said he's got two things for us, so if you want to go ahead, man, let them rip. Yeah, uh, definitely two things. Uh, one fun, I'll start with that. I'm a big uh, pro wrestling guy. I always have been. Okay. Um, so I'm going to throw it out to you, and then I can respond if you would like me to. Sure. But name your top three favorite, not necessarily the, the greatest or the best, but your top three favorite wrestlers. So I'm going to disappoint you, man. Um, I, I never, I never. Now, I know some wrestlers, right? But, like, you know, I, I've watched the YouTube clips or whatever, the, the funny sayings, you know, stuff like that. Um, but, man, I'll be honest with you, I'm not a wrestling guy. People always thought it was really weird, so – <laughs> quick, quick, funny note. My dad like was into cars, like he drag raced, and like okay. didn't know anything about football till I started playing. Um, my mom was like, she she was kind of in the car deal too. Um, so my childhood was a little different. Like I didn't, I was the only child. I didn't really watch a lot of like Disney stuff. I didn't, you know, I'd watch <laughs> cartoons, play video games right. the whole nine. But like wrestling, my dad wasn't into, so we we didn't really watch it. Right. Um, so top three, man. Or you just give it one, I guess, one that sticks out. Yeah, I'll, no, I'll try to do, I'll try to do three. Uh, I mean, Ric Flair is probably my number one, right? Like, just the attitude, the swagger. I think I watched a documentary about him too. Like, I, I just love that. Um, Ric Flair would probably be my top. Um, man, Stone Cold, like another one with just the quotes, the sayings, the aura, the aura, right? To me, wrestling's like that that personality how big is it right yeah for sure and then i mean i'll go uh john cena right i'll go with him just because he is so awkward acting now but i love it like he just fits that personality you know what i mean like he fits that role and does it so coach i know that wasn't really true wrestling it was more of their personalities but that would be my top three just kind of off the cuff that's what wrestling is like you said it's the personality that goes all into it uh those were I mean, they. Everybody says they're the greatest of all time. Those three names, you can't beat it. So, so what's your three, Coach? I mean, you you're the educated one here. Man, um, I love Triple H. Um, it has always been my guy. Now he's more of a control and running things behind the scenes, but I've always liked him. And then his best friend is Shawn Michaels. So when they were running, you know, D Generation X, there was a big group there, and they all did all kind of funny antics and just big personality. And then uh, I would say the third would be uh, Chris Jericho. Um, he's been different you know, promotions and all over, but he's always reinventing himself and always has a great character, and whether it's funny, serious, a bad guy, a good guy, he can, can do it all. And he's, you know, I think he's 50s, mid-50s, and just still doing it like he was you know, doing it in his 20s. Okay, okay. I would say the well, fourth one is a group called The New Day. 
um, just three guys, three young guys. I listen to their podcasts all the time. Okay. They remind me of me and my best friends just always getting together, goofing off, but just really tight and love each other. And uh, they're, they're always love. Everybody knows I love watching them. And, um, even when on long ro- road trips, uh, my girlfriend probably roll her eyes that I'm listening to their podcast <laughs> all the way down to Florida. So. <laughs> Sorry that's funny that. that's funny no that's just one of the things being with you right you got to deal with it yeah? yeah 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 so coach i got one for you off the script do you still um when's the last time you like been to a wrestling event do you call it an event uh yeah it was actually me and my son went um early or late may okay was, uh, early father's day present yeah okay went up in uh, columbia okay that's awesome how old's your son he's eight Okay, is he is he all into it? Have you got him all oh, into the wrestling? He loves it. We watch it uh, Friday night SmackDown every Friday at eight o'clock. Heck yeah, dude, that's he's awesome. Sitting on the couch and ready to go. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome, dude. See, my dad was like, you know, wrestling's fake. Like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's freaking awesome. You do that, man. That's cool. That's cool that it's translated to the next generation, as far as in your family, anyway. Um, so coach, before we move on, I know you have a serious one. We're gonna take a quick break and come right back, so we have plenty of time for it. Okay. Back after our quick break. So Coach has something a little bit more serious, probably coaching-related for his overtime. Second question, what you got for us, Coach? Um, so with our, my character development that I've instilled a couple different places, um, it's called Hashtag Focus. Um, those stand for family, overcoming adversity, uh, community, unity, and spirituality. Um, so within that program, uh, we like, always like to share and start off with the Triple H. Um, again, that's favorite wrestler, but – with this one uh, stands for hero, uh, hardship, and highlight. Uh, so I asked the players just to give me that. At first, when I first did it, I shared myself, and then I asked if anybody wants to share. And by by the third or fourth time doing that, people were asking me before the workout session, "Hey, coach, can I share today?" And did that, and it was really powerful, and it was definitely bringing us together uh, closer with that. Um, so I'll share mine, coach, and then and if you don't mind sharing yours, if you would like. Um, one of my heroes, I would say Tim Jones. Um, he's defense coordinator at Rock Hill, um, legend uh, from Clemson University, uh, all-time linebacker. I think he's top five leading in tackles. But uh, when we were together, man, and I first meeting him, he's just a great personality. But uh, his wife was battling some health issues at the time, and you wouldn't know it. Uh, he would come to work every single day. Um, he's a former banker, but he just came to school to be an ISS coordinator, and he would just give me just a wealth of knowledge, but he would come every day prepared, smiling, you know, even driving her all the way up to Duke and, and Durham, North Carolina for her appointments and things. But again, you would never, he'll be at practice, ready to go, motivating the kids and motivating the coaches. So he's always been a hero for me standing out with that. Um, a hardship, uh, I would definitely say moving here to Charleston, um, spending my, uh, I guess, emerging adult years and growing up in Rock Hill. I grew up a lot of relationships and friendships, but moving down here, I'm not knowing anybody other than Coach Kiefer and my godmother lives in the area, but just by myself, away from my family, um, who are based out of in Columbia. So just that uh, that first year was tough, you know, and just adjusting to a new school in the middle of a pandemic, you know, and that coming out of that. So that was a tough transition. So luckily I had to, I had to lean on people and spirituality and um, and football to lean on with that. And then my highlight would be uh, when I was head track coach at Rock Hill. Um, it was our last year before pan- the pandemic in 2020 at the state championships. We had a really good team on both sides, and we just we end up being third in the boys and fourth in, in the girls. But 
Yeah, several state championships. And it was a period of about 40 minutes where we went from one event where we had a state champion, then another event where we just had maybe somebody was second, third, or uh, second or third place, then another state champion. And I'm sitting there, you know, celebrating and tears coming out and my phone dying. So I can't take any pictures. So I'm trying to charge the phone. And then as I'm charging the phone, I see somebody else crossing the finish line. So it was, it was a moment. <laughs> it was a day. And just seeing everybody excited and happy, parents, coaches, players, uh, definitely a highlight for me. I got uh, the picture, one of the pictures from that season right by my bed. Uh, that sticks out for sure. Awesome, Coach. So that's hard to to follow right there, that uh, first Triple H, man. That's good stuff. So um, my hero is somebody that I started coaching with. Uh, I would say about seven years ago, coached with him for five seasons, uh, Coach Fred Edwards, um, kind of an unknown. He was at Somerville uh, for freaking almost 40 years, almost, you know, pretty much as long as Coach McKissick was there. He was there, um, coached all over the defensive side of the ball. Um, you know, all those state titles, you know what I mean? It, and just being the most humble person you've ever been around just a grinder, a worker, somebody, you know, there, there are certain guys that if they have a bunch of state titles or accomplishments, they kind of flaunt it, right? Or like you can't get in their click or, you know, right. maybe they're not approachable. And this guy was the most and still is the most approachable. Um, definitely one of my heroes, just a guy who has stuck it out at one place, you know, had some other opportunities, but did not take that just to keep his family intact and was somewhere he loved to be. And just a guy who has forgotten more ball than almost I will probably ever know. You know what I mean? Right. Um, definitely a hero, not only, you know, on the field what he does, but off the field. Just a guy I could call. He's right down the road from me in Somerville. I could call him and say, hey, coach, you know, I need <laughs> I need a tire. I need a ride. I need a shirt. Whatever it is, if he's in town, he's going to help you out. You know, so that's definitely a hero. He's somebody that kind of took uh, me under his wing as a young guy. Uh, my hardship, I'd probably go – with something that still I struggle with. Um, I had a friend who actually listened to the pod a little bit. He passed away in March kind of unexpectedly, uh, kind of a young guy, went to high school with him, a great baseball player, but he kind of passed away suddenly. And it's kind of rough because we were uh, supposed to hang out, kind of our friend group that weekend. And uh, it was a really hard situation for me, man. I just took this job at Hanahan, and um, it was a lot all at once. Um, even at the same time, I was on the way to work, shoot, probably a week before that happened and had somebody rear-end me um, on Berlin G in Somerville at 6 in the morning on a Monday morning and completely totaled my old Tahoe and I had to get a new truck. Um, but, man, that was just kind of a lot. March of this year was, was really hard for me, right? Um, you know, you preach to those kids about battling adversity and, you know, keeping a good mentality and good body language. It was really hard for me in March to do that, you know, so that would definitely be – my hardship, and then my highlight coach, I mean, I don't really have any state titles. I, I've been to lower state a couple times at Berkeley and won a lot of games and yada, yada, yada. But I think my highlight coach, not to be like cliche, is just any time um, – I really hang my hat on this. Anytime you've got a kid that, that another coach tells you, you know, he can't do it, um, he can't play that position or – you know, maybe it's something you're really coaching a kid. Like, just for example, I've had a bunch of highlights, but just one for me. Um, we had a corner last year at Cane Bay. I was kind of in charge of extra point block. 
and you know we really want those those fast twitch guys coming off the edge you know coming right off the wings butt hip to hip the whole nine right well he's a young kid sophomore starting on the varsity kind of hard-headed and throughout the season you know we'd worked on it in practice you know we didn't work on it a lot but we worked on it enough at practice and he just wasn't getting it wasn't getting it and uh it came down to kind of a crunch time our first round playoff game against ashley ridge um he comes right off the the hip it brushes the hip he supermans out and we block that extra point and he comes running to me on the sideline you know i'm a, just a defensive line coach i'm yeah. You know, and he, you know, corners don't really – I've worked in the secondary, but corners, corners last year didn't really bump with me. You know, like I would tell him something here or there, but that was it. Right. But he comes running to the sideline straight to me. He's like, Coach, it worked. It worked. <laughs> it, I'm like, yeah, brother, yeah, trust yeah. yourself and let's go. So that's kind of my highlight, Coach, is any time. You know, yeah. any time a kid kind of like it clicks, right, or maybe a kid who, oh, he can't do that, and it clicks for him on the field and they realize it, man, that, that's awesome to me. That's part of the reason why I coach. That's definitely awesome, man. Definitely, like, because we get so focused on trying to, you know, be perfect and we're going to coach and criticize. But it's also important to make that a highlight for them. Like, hey, man, you finally got it. And make Absolutely. it just as you, you know were when you were correcting them. Um, and that's huge. Absolutely. I love that. So, I know I'm long-winded on that one, but no, that perfect, that, that's kind of my Triple H, Coach. That's a little bit about myself. I love it. Thanks for sharing. Yes, sir. So, that was an awesome question. So, not what I was expecting. I love that. Um, so let's let's end it here, guys. Coach Price has been awesome. So we kind of want to end it with something we've been asking everybody, which is if you had maybe one piece of advice for an aspiring coach to be kind of in the situation you are now, what would you tell that coach? A practical one is definitely get as high as education if you're a teacher as you can. One, make sure you become a teacher. Get on the campus, get in the classroom uh, so you can get you know get that certified certified money you know um, but just be on campus but get the highest one again obviously we don't do it to you know, make a, a great living and things like that millions of dollars but help yourself out with that and you know if you want to do a doctorate get the doctorate um, I have my master's 30 so it's, everything's based on a pay scale with that so get the highest level of education that you can uh, with that um, also I will say bring your family along for the ride um, let them they'll come to the practices come to the games um, spend time with them. It's, it's always great to see, you know, your family there and coming on the field and also, you know, spend time with them outside of football. I know it's a grind, but, you know, go to their their events and support them because they're supporting you and, and be there when you can um, to keep them, like, keep them involved. Uh, at the end of a game, my son, he knows we either won or lost, but, he, you know, he's going to forget about it in, in 20 minutes and worry about what we're doing Saturday morning. You know, he doesn't doesn't know that I gave up three post routes and cover four. Doesn't care about all that. You know, he cares about daddy, what we're doing or you know, where we're going. Where can we spend some time? So bring your family along for the ride uh, with you. Well said, coach. Well said. I have my uh, master's. I'm on only on year six of teaching. And my goal is to get my plus 30 by year 10. So that's. It's kind of what I'm doing. And cough, cough, Coach Willis, I wish some more people around me would get their master's. I mean, it's just can't say it enough, Coach. He said it perfectly. First, get certified. And second, get all the degrees you can get. You know, I mean, you, you're wasting money at that point. It's just free money. Like, sure, you may have to pay for it off the top or loans. But, like, I'll be honest with you, Coach, my undergrad um, got it kind of paid for through – scholarships or this or that saving up so my master's man i use my loan forgiveness so 
just for everybody out there, not to get real specific, but I didn't have to pay for my master's either. So, right, yep. you know, there, there's programs out there, man. And like coach said, he's on plus 30. So he knows he's got that big time money. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I say all that, but I don't know if I can go for that, that uh, doctorate, you know, work so hard for a dissertation and then sit in the room for an hour. Somebody, you know, tell me I'm wrong. I don't know if I can handle that. I'm not, I'm not there mentally yet. <laughs> no, me neither coach. I mean, you know, the grind of being a coordinator too, that's a lot. And then have to yeah. go through getting your doctorate. Uh, coach, what do you, so you, do you teach currently your teacher, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. Um, I'm a health, and, uh, health and PE Okay. Um, in the, in the weight room and strength conditioning. Um, I was my main thing at Rock Hill and then I was able to transition and have the similar uh, title and um, class structure here at West Ashley. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Just thought I'd throw that in there. I mean, obviously he sent me a teacher email for this Google meet, but just wanted yeah. to make sure, man, it's, it's all, so you're only certified in PE, right? That that's me as well. I'm just PE yeah, certified. PE. Cool. Um, but again, I, I was going to become a teacher regardless of coaching. I didn't even know I wanted to coach right. until towards the end, but teaching was going to happen. Gotcha. That's been my purpose. Gotcha. Well, guys, coach has been awesome, man. I mean, I hope you guys took away one thing. Uh, definitely loved his answer on uh, being the best at, you know, I love that personally. And we're we're done, Coach. Uh, we knocked this thing out. You know, we don't have these offensive guys once again just rambling. You know, running formations just to run a formation, run a motion just to run a motion. Like show how many ways they can run stick, right? Right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Me and Coach got after it. So, man, I really appreciate you coming on. Uh, it's been a blast. I'm excited to get around you guys there at the end of July and have a good time at that 35 and under academy. Coach, you got anything else before we go? Uh, no, sir. Just uh, thank again. Thank you for having me. Thank you to the coach association and thank you to everybody who has got me to this point and uh, looking forward to uh, the summer. Sure. Awesome. Awesome. All right, guys. Until next time, we'll see you. All right, guys. So this will be kind of our outro today. I mean, first of all, if you've made it this far into the pod, thank you. But just want to do a quick shout out to all of our listeners. All of our loyal listeners, um, we have people who text us. We have people who reach out to us on DM, you know, from different states or different counties or different areas of the state. And we really appreciate that, man. We love you guys listening. Um, we've even had some guys, you know, shout us out on Sports U or things like that. Like, we really appreciate that, guys. We wouldn't be here uh, without you. If we didn't have anybody listening, we would stop this. Because uh, remember, we're not really in taking any money on this. This is all kind of the experience for us and we really appreciate it. So thank you to everybody who's still listening. Thank you to everybody who's going to listen and make sure to, you know, word of mouth, get it, get our names out there. Like, you know, check out the YCA podcast, right? Uh, remember we're on Spotify and Apple music. So once again, we just want to show our appreciation to you guys and thank you for listening. And we're kind of excited to continue and kind of, kind of finally wrap up this 35 and under academy. Thank you guys.